0: hi everybody welcome to the North podcast i'm brandon i'm erin this is the podcast where we look at uh, weird, unusual, occasionally bad, sometimes horrible children's media. I think on some of these we said where every week we take a look well, at children. I don't know if it's going to happen every week.
1: We'll try real hard.
0: Okay, we'll say on a on a semi-regular basis.
1: Do you have two kids and work two jobs? Then <laughs> you can do a podcast every that, week. That's right. <laughs> um,
0: so what are we going to talk about tonight, Aaron?
1: The Masha Cinematic Universe, or televisionic universe
0: the prototype for these was masha and the bear which is available on netflix uh, and which i think is good Ugh. aaron is equivocal about it yeah i rate it as a good children's cartoon
1: I think, I, I think the problem is i've only seen the one episode that you keep showing me
0: yeah well i like it well sure it's it's strong work so it is a russian produced cartoon about the adventures of a little girl—I don't know. She's 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 a toddler. She's, she's three. She's she's a child. She's three. Um, who is dressed up in, uh with a babushka and is a Russian peasant girl who befriends a bear who is a retired circus bear and it's about their adventures. And it's sort of in a Pixar type style of of animation. 3D. Some some sort of 3D animation and it's it's reasonably good, I think.
1: I, I think my problem with it is that I'm scared that uh, Putin is trying to get into my head when right. I watch it.
0: So, Aaron is racist against Russians. No, uh, I'm, a, just, yes, you I'm are. just scared
1: of Vladimir Putin. <laughs> He's not sharing his tigers with me. So.
0: so, a little behind the curtains, I really wanted to do uh, an episode on a cartoon called Prince Jai. It? What's the other character's name?
1: Jai and Viru.
0: Viru. Prince Jai and something to Viru, which is Indian in nature, and w- which is it's a Hindi cartoon. It's a Hindi cartoon, which I think is absolutely horrible. But Aaron doesn't want to do it because
1: well, I don't know enough about it. I don't want to make fun of somebody's culture because that's not my business.
0: She's worried that we're going to be making fun of Hindi culture. Well, uh, like, like what if the but, what if
1: these stories are Hindu myths? Like, I don't need to make fun of that.
0: But Aaron has no problem. Nope. Making fun of Russians. <laughs> and
1: I'm, I'm making fun of, of Vlad. Sorry, Vlad. <laughs> what,
0: what do you think uh, uh, President Donald Trump's opinion is about Masha and the Bear? It uh, being of Russian, Russian origin. <laughs> it's of his age level.
1: He, he probably wouldn't not, understand it because it's not like perfectly in English. But um, uh, he
0: would be afraid to embrace it though because it's Russian. He would.
1: He'd be all about it.
0: No one is tougher on Masha than I am. We're, this, we're very at,
1: close already. We've got MAGA at just the same swish time, a couple letters. We're already at Masha. That's
0: right. Make American. Make America shamble again. Make America semi hard again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there are two spinoffs of of Masha and the Bear. At least two. There's there's at least two that we're aware of. There's Masha's Tales or whatever, and that's like fairy tale retellings. And then there is weird. there is what we are talking about tonight, which is Masha's spooky stories. This, its connection to the Masha universe appears to be only that the character Masha.
1: She narrates or kicks it off. She's a framing device.
0: She's a framing device. These are, I I think they're supposed to be stories with a moral. They are all about um, uh, things that children might be scared of. And it is Masha explaining why you shouldn't be afraid of these things. I think is the intent. Yeah. of, Of this.
1: Also, some like social skills.
0: Right. So each uh, so each episode consists of four or five of these so-called spooky stories with Masha narrating a tale that is then shown to you in a completely different uh, in a
1: manga style. In, in a, yeah, sort of an anime, anime kind yeah. of
0: style. Not the uh, not the computer, not the three D uh, Pixar style animation. Uh, and so we're going to be discussing, and this is also available on Netflix, so we're going to talk about the second episode, which I think is a very prototypical of uh, of this.
1: So th- this reminds me, like, if you start at Masha and the Bear, this reminds me of that, like, terrifying article about the dark YouTube web for kids. Oh, right. So- where the, like, algorithms take over and make the Hulk start slaughtering children yeah. in the videos.
0: So Aaron is referring to this phenomena where these, I don't want to call them animation studios. These, no, no. These, these nefarious groups uh, have created these algorithms that will fish for relevant keywords to kids, right? So it'll be right. like Marvel superheroes. Right. And Peppa the pig. Peppa the pig. And, and family. And... Candy and various keywords that kids are interested in or, or might search for on YouTube. And then this artificial intelligence will put together some nightmarish creation based on these keywords.
1: Well, but the impression that I got from this article was that it starts off like, OK, but then the algorithm picks up the secondary thing and yeah. riffs off that. Right. So it's like multiplicity where you have Michael Keaton, who's fine, but then you have Michael Keaton, the 32nd, and he's like totally whacked out.
0: Right. This is the same phenomena that is responsible for those. Uh, you know how on Amazon there's those that phenomena of keep calm and fill in the blank. So Amazon had this algorithm that would just create these products. Uh, like Keep Calm and Go Bowling, Keep Calm and Eat Spaghetti. And it would just create thousands of these yeah. and then sell them on Amazon based on what it thought you were interested in. Uh, but it led to these com- completely inappropriate ones. Like the, the, the very famous one that was notorious was Keep Calm and Rape A Lot, uh, which was immediately taken down and then they scrubbed the whole algorithm. But uh, that is the uh, sort of artificial intelligence at work behind those those videos.
1: I like the the random image generator ones better. The ones where you have the iPhone cases that's got like a stock photo of a catheter.
0: Yeah, right. Um, yeah, or a, or an old man in a diaper.
1: Right. Well, it, Kim Jong Un's face. Keep that's jo- Kim Jong
0: Un's face. One. Kim Jong Un defeathering a chicken. Yeah, I D- mean completely random. Right. Um,
1: well, so our friends, their family was not being very judicious, or maybe had not read the same article that we did about YouTube kids, and so they were looking at truck videos. Uh, except for they, they uh, typed in T fuck yeah of truck
0: T fuck videos.
1: Didn't go well. Yeah,
0: what is a T fuck video? Is it like is it? Um, the first thing that comes to mind is Mr. T fucking something. It's adult. What if a uh, Mr. T fucking Ice-T?
1: Well, they're brothers, aren't they?
0: They're bro- <laughs> You're the T brothers. Mr. and Ice. Yeah. <laughs> the T.
1: They yeah. wouldn't fuck each other. Well. Although there is, there is an apocryphal they w- Dear Prudence article about two gay brothers who were having a sexual relationship, and they were like, should we tell our family?
0: Were they? Here's the question. Were they raised together? Yep. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because there's this thing, this genetic sexual attraction. Have right. You, have you heard of this? Yeah. So, you know, apparently um, this is a real phenomenon where first degree relatives who were not raised near one another have a very powerful attraction if they're brought together later in life.
1: Yeah.
0: And that is normally extinguished if you're raised with someone via right. this i think it's called the Western Mark Phenomena or something yeah. where your your brain doesn't let you be attracted to someone who you're raised with
1: is it an is it an attraction that you're confusing for something sexual but it isn't actually but you get confused i don't know cuz like you I, mean, sh- I could
0: see that because someone who's a close genetic relative to you you've got to see a lot of yourself and everyone is attracted to themselves, you know, to some. Not
1: everyone is attracted to to
0: themselves. a certain. You know what I mean? To a certain degree. Sure. It's it's the familiarity of it. I mean, like
1: <clears throat> I, I had a, a high school boyfriend that we were like best friends, and then suddenly somehow we decided that we were going to be boyfriend and girlfriend. That was not what was going on. We just had this like really intense platonic relationship, but right. got just like incredibly confused. Yeah. And I sort of wonder if that's what's going on here. You could be, like, experiencing an entire lifetime of strong emotions toward another person that, if you were having them over a lifetime, would be completely appropriate. But you missed out on a lot of the time that you would have to have those emotions. So they're being squished, and that would be confusing.
0: You know, I think this would make a really excellent... Uh Masha's spooky story. Masha (laughs) and the Bear. Masha Masha and the Bear. Masha was separated from the bear. Yeah. When reunited with the bear later in life, had a powerful sexual attraction.
1: And it manifested itself by making a ton of jam. Oh yeah. That's actually what that story is about. The one that (laughs) you keep making me watch, jam day. I haven't
0: keep making you watch it. You've you've watched it what, twice? Yes. The, so the fascinating thing about the Masha and the Bear story Jam Day is that I learned about this f- phenomenon of what Russian jam is. So this, so in this story, the bear right. is having a Jam Day. He's got all of his ingredients out. He's apparently going to make a fuck metric fuck ton of jam. Right, and and eat it all, and then Masha comes and screws it all up and ruins all of his jam.
1: Well, she she takes the jars and starts pretending that they're space helmets.
0: Right, so she she just ruins it. So he goes off to make to get more ingredients for jam. While she he's gone, she makes a bunch of jam. So you're watching this, and she makes jam out of portobello mushrooms.
1: Sure, she makes
0: jam out of acorns. Yeah, she makes jam out of carrots. All this shit, and you're like, oh, there, you know, it's this little girl who doesn't know anything about jam right. and it's not just that she it's like entire carrots suspended in this gelatinous matrix right and acorns you know entire acorns suspended in in the ship the bear comes back however and is like oh then he eats all of it he thinks it's a great delicacy right after watching jam day a dozen times i've seen Wait, it a lot. i've watched really? i've watched it a lot of times with with our son wow after watching this many many times I started no. to wonder what the fuck is going on here. I'm not okay with this. It, <laughs> it's not important. <laughs> so what is going on? So as it turns out, a couple of fascinating things about this. Is this, there
1: acorn jam?
0: There is acorn jam. This is all a Ukrainian. Right. This is a Ukrainian delicacy. Okay. Is acorn jam. This is an actual thing.
1: Okay.
0: This is all. This is all real. So their jam.
1: It's not just. Beer this is jam. this is a
0: particular kind of jam. Where some of it is sort of simmered down into this gel, but examples of the main ingredient are left whole, are boiled and left whole inside of the jam. So, this is an accurate depiction of a Russian tea uh, with jam. So, I feel like I am a genius on Russian culture after watching this.
1: All right. Because
0: I feel like I could bridge the divide.
1: Okay, Well, now you have to watch the Americans. I
0: feel like I should be the ambassador to Russia cuz I get them. I get them now.
1: From Masha and the Bear. Yeah.
0: I think I could sit down what's with Putin What's your tolerance for borscht? Could sit down with Putin over I've never seen you eat a, a nice beet cup in of life. acorn jam.
1: No, beets. What's your what's your beet tolerance?
0: Off the charts. superhuman tolerance for beets. I've
1: never like seen like you've
0: eat never eat. seen before. I've
1: never seen you eat I'm, a beet.
0: I would say it's an 11.
1: All right, it, I'm going to bring a beet in here next time.
0: Yeah, watch okay. you eat
1: it i'm gonna do a play-by-play he's lifting it to his mouth he's making a gagging face he's trying not to make a sound I'm to the eat. microphone i've
0: i know i've eaten a beet at some point okay i know it
1: i literally have never seen you eat a
0: beat you've not seen me eat a lot of things that i've eaten
1: i mostly see like... you eat peanut butter sandwiches <laughs> and and noodles, so that's reasonable that's probably true
0: yeah so anyway a little digression as usual um Masha's spooky stories where to start here um let's just let's just let's just put it out there masha's voice masha's voice in this to me seems to be computer generated in the sense that um the accent is completely unplaceable if i if and, i and it changes it it changes from sentence to sentence <laughs> yeah. hi i'm masha yeah. No, I'm Masha. No, I'm Masha. All
1: right, Captain <laughs> this, Howie.
0: This is what it's like listening to this. It's very hard to describe. If I was going to offer you $1,000 right now to tell me the actress who who is voicing Masha, what is her nationality? Pressed pressed to guess, what would you guess her nationality is?
1: It's Kathy Griffin. So American. <laughs> it's Kathy Griffin.
0: Kathy Griffin? The, yeah. The red-headed c-list comedian yeah why why do you say that
1: she has a surprising amount of range and her voice is really annoying i don't think it's her it's oh it's definitely not her that was a joke
0: yeah it is it's um funny. it's <laughs> out on that it re, you know the the accent reminds me uh i'm gonna mention it to two podcasts in a row now tommy Wiseau, which oh, which again if if listener if you're not familiar with tommy Wiseau, w-i-s-e a U, Google him right now. Pause the podcast real quick. Look you don't up, have look to look up Tommy Wiseau. You don't have to listen to him speak a little bit. Okay, that's interesting. His his accent is can best be described as generic European in a completely unplaceable
1: generic sense. Eastern European. It, it seems
0: Eastern European, but there's some French in there. There's you know it's it's very hard to place. This is what Masha is like, and it's not Russian. This is not a Russian accent. It is, is in, it, like, it
1: is in Masha and the Bear. Now it, that we've gone the in Masha to and the Bear, ones. but this is
0: different. This right. is this is not like oh, in Soviet Russia, stories spook you. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> it's, um, it, it it seems like at times a straight up American, then it's British, and then it's French, and then it's German, and it's just morphing all over the place. It's extremely the actresses
1: from the United Nations.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's probably true. Yeah. It yeah. just appears to be a human, a human being, but so that's what I'm. Quite, it, it makes you question it. The, this I imagine this is what um, Siri would sound like maybe one generation from now.
1: If it, if like Apple cedes control to some uh, nefarious AI, that
0: it's you know what it is. It's in the uncanny valley
1: mm-hmm. uh,
0: of, mm-hmm. of of voice. So the mm-hmm. uncanny valley is this notion that. As uh, like a robot starts off looking like R two D two, and it's cute because it looks nothing like a human. It can be cute, right? And then on the other end of the spectrum, you have a robot indistinguishable from a human. So that's also fine. Westworld. Westworld. So that's also fine. But then there's this there's this notion of the uncanny valley where something is very close to being to passing for human, but not quite, and it's that little. That little discordance there that makes it creepy, where it's 1% not quite right. That's Masha's voice in this. It is not quite human. Yeah. Almost. Nice try, Masha. Very close to fooling me. (laughs) You have to get up a little bit earlier to fool this guy. The other, uh, apart from the accent, the other... um, odd thing is that the diction is also not quite english it is the uncanny valley of english it's 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 it's, just
1: been translated it was truly.
0: it was translated roughly into english and then nobody proofread it so there's a lot of it that just doesn't doesn't quite make sense
1: and Um, i I make our house watch the closed captions because i'm slightly deaf so yeah so we get to see it
0: it is distracting so the first story is about a, a lost kitten, and Masha begins the story by saying something like this. I was not always afraid of getting lost, but then one day I got lost, and then I heard the story of the cutest kitten. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking? While you were lost, you heard the story of the cutest kitten? Yeah. It's, it feels
1: like a lot of non-sequiturs. It is
0: a lot. Yes. So the, here's the story. cat is out exploring the city, running around.
1: And... It's got about the same sense of direction as you do.
0: I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm a master pathfinder. Yeah, right. I don't know if I've ever been lost. I don't know what? Been lo- what? <laughs> I mean, this is this surely sh- sh- today, maybe, and then the day, then the last few days, but this is the rarely. guy who,
1: who who drives around in, in circles because he doesn't know which turn to go on whatever (laughs) um so they're praying. the kitten by the way
0: this kitten is the size of a small of a small mouse it is the tiniest kitten that the, the world has ever seen so here's here's an example of the diction um the the cat is scared is looking around masha narrates the following many buildings were surrounding him and arrogant dogs were being walked
1: it's a lot of passive voice i think passive voice in russian doesn't have the same connotation that it does in english
0: that's it that's an interesting notion how, how much the grammar is is affecting this if it's just a straight translation
1: so lots of fancy dogs i had some nightmares just watching this because we used to have a fancy
0: dog <laughs> yeah he was kind of he was fancy and prancy so the, the the kitten gets lost can't find its way home is scrounging around for food out in the in the park it's or something like
1: trying to eat some like takeout noodles
0: yeah, so it, yeah, it finds this this discarded uh, box, and uh, as Masha puts it, there was not a crumb of bread inside, and his heart ached with discovery. With, I mean, which
1: <laughs> I actually like that. I like ached with discovery.
0: <laughs> but it didn't discover anything. It ached with a uh, with. I like that the thought, heart though, ached with the absence of the crumb that might have been the ghost yeah. of crumbs past.
1: Yeah. So the cat's sad. The cat's about to commit suicide. The cat is
0: about to commit suicide. It says the cat is about to say goodbye to life. The the cat has given up, and then a pigeon comes down.
1: Well, it's a pa- it's a um what passenger pigeon?
0: It's a postal pigeon. <laughs> right. I am a very diligent postman pigeon. So my Ma- so here, Masha, Masha herself has a bizarre accent. Yeah. When Masha is giving the voice of the pigeon. Right. She is putting on another accent on top of her already weird accent.
1: accents all the way down.
0: It is multiple layers of weird accents on top of one another.
1: So uh, this guy clearly uh, subscribes to the Paddington newsletter and has got a sandwich under his hat.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's it's not marmalade, though.
1: Well, sure. Do they eat marmalade in Russia?
0: It's a borscht sandwich. It's a beet sandwich. There, that's better. So the pigeon is a postal worker pigeon, informs the kitten that it's a homing pigeon who never gets lost, and asks the kitten to describe its home.
1: The owner, right?
0: Right. And so the kitten starts to describe its owner and the the pigeon does like a Sketch uh, Artist. A sketch artist, like a crime sketch artist a reproduction of it.
1: In orange crayon.
0: <laughs> right.
1: Also, this whole thing is moat. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a spoiler here. The whole thing is moot because the kitten's got its address written on its collar.
0: That's this. That is the twist at the end: is that the address was on the kitten the whole time? But so the kitten the gives address the most, is coming
1: from the, inside the house.
0: <laughs> the kitten gives the most generic description of a little girl you could possibly give. Uh, my owner's uh, a little girl with pigtails, And who, candy
1: wrappers in the pockets,
0: candy wrappers. And the pigeon goes off on this quest to find this little girl oh, in this oh, metropolis.
1: She's got sunlight spots on her nose. Sunlight
0: spots on her nose. So the pigeon finds, in the middle of the night, the pigeon manages to find this little girl and uh, and drags the girl back to rescue the cat.
1: You know, I do appreciate most animated things don't use actual letters to translate it into different languages. And I appreciate that they actually just wrote out the Russian.
0: Oh, you mean they left it in, in Cyrillic lettering?
1: No, like in Sophia, Princess Sophia, right? They don't have any English letters. They have this like n- nonsense gobbledygook, not actual letter right. Pictographs, so that it can be oh, not so translate it. It can be in, in it any just be in any language, right. Easy peasy, right?
0: Now this is in Russian. This is all the text is in Cyrillic well, Russian.
1: Well, it's not. It's not a Disney production,
0: right? So and they don't translate it. So yes, yeah, so all the text that you see remains in in Russian. So the moral, let's. Stop here, because the moral of the story is kind of weird. If you get lost, pull yourself together and get found. Yeah. It's 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 sort of more of a like uh what was that SNL skit with the with uh you're good enough, you're smart enough. It's like it's well, an affirmation. Um, it's more of an affirmation. So yeah, so so the moral is dad yeah, you can do this. If you get lost li- you get which I guess that's fine, but um it's it's not very actionable.
1: This is a passive voice thing that I bet does not come across in the same way in Russian.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it may also just be a very Russian moral, like That's the true. Russian just 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 fucking pull yourself together right rush little russian kid. i
1: I was commenting more on the get found part yeah yeah no i'm sure that that is very russian I
0: yeah think. no the, i mean the american version of this is oh well your ad your address is sewn into the inside of every piece of clothing that you have and it's tattooed on your neck and you're, you're microchipped and yeah and this that and the other thing and the russian version of that is
1: you, you fucking
0: deal with it
1: <laughs> maybe they're tougher than we are maybe <laughs> that's, that's why they're seem- winning
0: <laughs> that that's what i took from this though Alright, so the next one uh, is, a, is about a grandmother who Oh, this
1: was, is I hate this story
0: <laughs> Who this is watching her grandson crawl. The name of this one is Horrifying Story About a Grandmother and Grandson <laughs> Which again, I don't know if that was just a very literal translation Where something was lost or if it was supposed to be funny So this kid is a douche to Grandma
1: yeah no the, this this is our our son after um, a month of him of our grant of his grandparents staying here taking care of him yeah, while was, our new baby was born
0: right yes um, th-
1: that's that's it's, i mean i don't like this story for lots of reasons but then i also have flashbacks to that yeah. and how terrible i felt when he was being a douche
0: yeah so this kid, the grandma is preparing for him all of this home home cooked food. His,
1: like favorite foods.
0: Yeah, all of his favorite foods, and he's like, "Fuck it, I hate you, I hate yeah. being here, I hate all he's of this." He's like he's being a real
1: Jeffrey Dahmer,
0: the de- real dipshit. Yeah, well, he doesn't kill and eat her.
1: So far, spoiler
0: alert. Um, so she's trying to give him to- tries to give him tomatoes, and he screams, "I want chocolate covered tomatoes!" and throws the tomato against the wall. To which my response was. What the f- – is that a thing?
1: The internet Cho- says it's a thing. So, Aaron this looked look,
0: it's a thing in mm-hmm. Russia. Sure. Uh, I, I would not. Would you eat a chocolate-covered tomato?
1: I wouldn't eat a tomato, period. So, oh, true. So that's going to be you.
0: Yeah. I w- this sounds gross to me. This does not sound like two flavors that go if together. If I was
1: incredibly clever, now I would produce a chocolate-covered oh, tomato. Oh, and we'd
0: eat it live. No, 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 no. You would eat it I, I would eat it. it. I'm
1: not going to eat it. You would eat it Do lot. we
0: have any tomatoes in the house?
1: Uh, no, we have some shallots.
0: That's very different. Yes, I know. <laughs> I'm going to eat a chocolate-covered shallot for sure. So he leaves this huge red tomato stain uh, on the wall. And then grandma actually is offering him some pretty good stuff. It was like a plate, like a... Sunday, A Sunday. It's all treats. And he's like, no, nah, no, no, I'm a I jerk. I don't know what
1: he wants. What does I'm he want? I'm a jerk.
0: No, I don't want any of this. And then he turns around... Uh, And grandma is gone. Uh Uh-oh. So this actually is kind of a semi-interesting thing that happens here. Because he starts to have this weird fantasy slash nightmare that the tomato stain on the wall turned into like a black hole that sucked up and ate his grandma. Which, I'll say this. It does speak to something about childhood where a lot of life, it was this way for me anyway, where it where was we sort of like a weird fever dream. The yeah. things that you would choose to be afraid of. The array of things that you could be afraid of was much wider at that age. There's a whole vast array of possible things to fear. Yeah. And the connections in your brain weren't quite all there and okay. you, you'd fixate on odd things to be afraid of like like our son does this yeah he'll choose just this random thing to decide to be afraid of and so i don't think it's that weird that he had this momentary insanity where he thinks the tomato stains sucked up his grandma that makes no sense but being a five-year-old makes no sense either
1: yeah that's true
0: i mean so i i remember when i was a little kid so something about this age and our our family had moved into this new home and there's a little kind of wooded area next to it and there is some blackberry bushes and I went out there and I picked a blackberry and I put it in my mouth and ate it and it wasn't quite ripe it was a little bit sour yeah I was like oh gross and I spit it out into into the blackberry bramble and then I had this sort of bizarre notion that that the blackberries were going to be angry or that something in the forest was going to be angry that I did that and I was terrified about this and I ran into the house crying and people were asking me why I was upset and I couldn't verbalize it because I knew it didn't make any sense Okay, I don't think that's that, maybe I'm just insane, but I don't think it's that odd for a little kid to have completely irrational fears.
1: Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, stop. You were terrified of blackberries and you're making fun of me for being scared of gremlins? No, that ends today.
0: How old were you when you were scared of gremlins? I was
1: probably the same age. I was probably five or six.
0: Blackberries are scarier than gremlins because they're real. (laughs) Blackberry is real. Therefore, it at least has the potential to harm you. Wrong. No, I'm right on this. No, you're not. Right in with the (laughs) answer of what's scarier, a blackberry or a gremlin. Thank you very much. Moving on. So anyway, please, needless please to say, read the poll here. The, um, <laughs> the tomato stain did not eat his grandma. Although that would have been good. I wish some of these stories would go there with, with uh, the, the, the bizarre.
1: Yeah, they're for five year olds though. Yeah.
0: Well, a lot of things for five year olds are fucking weird, like Maurice Sendak books, and almost everything we read to our kid every night is yeah completely nonsensical. So I I, I kind of would like that. But anyway, so so the boy um is alone in the house It's getting late there's a thunderstorm thunder and lightning he's starting to become terrified the windows are flying open and closed it's like that scene from the labyrinth uh, oh yeah when, yeah so then uh, he hears the door opening and who is it of course but grandma who i guess went to the store to go buy him all the things that he wanted that he was complaining that he didn't have so two big problems with this one she left without telling him that she was leaving. She she just disappeared. That's fine. She did. he
1: deserved that.
0: <laughs> maybe he does, but he's like a five year old boy that she's she just leaves in the house for what seems like hours. Although yeah, who knows? Maybe it just seemed that way.
1: Two. See, she, she popped down to the convenience store in the basement of the uh, apartment building. I mean, like, that, she was that, gone they, for two minutes.
0: That that actually would have been good if they would have made it clear that she was actually only gone for just a moment. Um, but in his mind, she was gone all night long. Right. Uh, that would have been nice. They don't do that. Uh, but then she buys him all this stuff this little shit was asking for.
1: Yeah. She gives in. Yeah.
0: She she gives in.
1: Hold strong, Grandma. I yeah. know like grandparents have grandparent, grandparent prerogative and they get to bend rules that would otherwise needed to be adhered to yeah this
0: is bad though i mean this is bad if your grandkid if you try to give him something to eat and he throws it against the wall and screams i'm not gonna fucking eat that you old bitty or whatever he yells in russian (laughs) you don't go get him a big treat for that no so and she brings back a package of what is described as chocolate covered tomatoes
1: and uh uh makings for basically a banana split
0: yeah because I guess the gigantic sundae that she offered earlier was not good enough. Oh, so now, it
1: had, didn't have chocolate-covered tomatoes in it.
0: I mean, a chocolate-covered banana doesn't sound gross. So, a chocolate-covered strawberry doesn't sound gross. So why does a chocolate-covered tomato sound so gross? Is that just because my cultural ignorance speaking here?
1: I guess it depends on the kind of tomato. I don't know. It's Aren't tomatoes fruity? sweet?
0: Rude. Yeah. I don't. It just doesn't seem right. I'm trying to think of other fruits you could put chocolate on and.
1: Pretty much all of them,
0: but you don't see like chocolate covered peaches. You see chocolate
1: covered apricots. Seems like that could be enough. a thing.
0: I don't know. Anyway, so the the kid then like gets his act together and cleans up the wall. So the next one is
1: absolutely terrifying because Masha took off her scarf. You can see it all of her head, and it's really disconcerting. Yeah the
0: the intro the intro to this one Masha
1: is getting ready for bed.
0: Is getting ready for bed. She's not wearing her babushka. And she looks bad. She looks bad. She doesn't look very good.
1: I think she has a hair growth problem.
0: Yeah. She I mean, I don't I don't I'm not gonna speculate as to exactly what medical condition Masha <laughs> has. I'm not gonna offer a diagnosis, but there's something not quite right there. The next story is very weird. This girl is going on summer vacation, going on summer right. break from school. Okay. She is described as being superstitious
1: oh right this one yeah
0: so the first day of summer vacation she has a nightmare it is so scary that she turns green oh she's Elphaba she's not, from wicked she's not again a weird cultural thing because she doesn't she's not scared white like right. we describe people as being pale as a ghost she's scared green yeah. i wonder if that's a russian thing like they're so you know
1: I'd be fine if because I it's not it real. The...
0: This isn't real. People will say this. that oh she' was, all the color drained from her face. Yeah, I don't think this happens. I think this is a cultural a cultural myth that people get pale when they get scared. Yeah. i've I see people scared on a very regular basis. This I don't start
1: kind of scared though. I, I, I don't know this isn't i've I've seen this happen.
0: I've never seen this happen. I hear it described to me a lot. Oh, so-and-so came out of the room and he was white as a ghost. He was, I'm like, what are you fucking talking about? This doesn't happen. I think this is one of those things where you, you are culturally programmed to expect that and you project it onto people. And I know, I know that there are folks out there screaming right now at the podcast about the sympathetic nervous system and how they learned in grade school or whatever. and in every textbook it says that the sympathetic nervous system constricts the blood vessels in your skin and there, therefore you turn pale blah blah blah. I, I get I grant you that that is what is taught. I just think that this is using a unpredictable biological mechanism to explain what is fundamentally a cultural expectation. And so I can imagine another society where people would say things like, "Oh, he was scared green." Sure. Because that's just as plausible. I mean, we say again, I think falsely that people who are nauseated are, are green. You know, he I can was tell, so sick the... to his stomach he turned green. I've again not something I've ever seen with my own two eyes, but the, something we say a lot of.
1: The vomit emoji is green.
0: Exactly. So I, but that's not true. People don't literally turn green when they're nauseated. And but we say that, and so maybe people might think they see that. Sure. I've done no pre-show research to back up any of this. I'm just speaking oh, speaking out of my ass. Yes, here. I know. But, I can tell. Um, you can't <laughs> tell. I speak with authority.
1: Mm, it sounds like you wrote your own Wikipedia right, article.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna wiki scared pale. I'm gonna edit the whole thing.
1: And they will cut you off.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna spread. I'm gonna, he was scared teal.
1: You know. I he s- was so. I spent like. The entire time that I lived with Gomez in a Wikipedia fight yeah. on the American Eskimo
0: entry. <laughs> yeah. I'm not kidding. I know that. <laughs> Eric kept editing the, the Wikipedia page of American Eskimo dogs to say that they were, what, devil, devil spawn? No. I, they kept
1: People kept putting back that it was a dog for beginners, and it is objectively not a dog for beginners. Yeah. I felt like if somebody came... Our our
0: version of it certainly wasn't. I don't know.
1: I felt like if you came upon this and and thought, oh, an American Eskimo would be a good dog. I've never had a dog before. That that would be a major mistake and would cause you heartache for the rest of your life. To be fair,
0: we only had one. So we can only speak... Sample size, blah, blah. About one of them. right, N of one. About one one of them. I mean, that'd be like if an alien, if an alien came to Earth and kidnapped a person as a pet. Except. And they grabbed Joseph Stalin and brought him back. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, human beings, not for beginners. You should get a load of this fucking guy. All right,
1: now, now you may tell the stories of the people that you met who learned that you had American Eskimos, which happened multiple times, well, and they went, "Oh, yeah, yeah."
0: There were a couple cases of that. that happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you see on you'll see pictures like on the internet of an of an American Eskimo puppy playing with a child very happily. So, that's just, you think it's photo- like, that's it's just like that 30 seconds. Is it a deep fake? Yes. Is that-
1: <laughs> it is. It's CGI.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I, American Eskimos are responsible for standing I, I would say we should give another one a try, nope. except that it is written in our wedding vow. It is literally written in our wedding vows. we will not have another. Does it say American Eskimo or does yes. it say dog? Does no. It say-
1: unfortunately, I should have just blanket, blanket, dog it. it just says American Eskimo. just says American Eskimo.
0: Yeah. So leave it can leave the door open maybe i'll get an american eskimo shave it down paint it brown and say it's a labrador it's a labrador (laughs) do you
1: think that's a good idea (laughs) i'll let you think about
0: that what you think this is it's a it's a emotional labrador retriever it's just it's an advanced version of a. it's the latest thing it's genetically modified it's a hysterical barking monster it's a super soldier
1: it's a monster
0: Anyway, welcome to the Gomez podcast Where we discuss a dog who's been dead for a year That still traumatizes his household Yeah <laughs> d- d- Deeply Yes
1: Yeah, that's true <laughs> So
0: so the girl turns green with fear From her nightmare And
1: She shakes it off?
0: She sh- No, she doesn't shake it off Because she takes this as a sign That she shouldn't leave the house that day
1: Oh, well, she's not green anymore.
0: Because she's I, – I mean, is this a superstition? Is it, I've never heard of this. Oh, if you have a nightmare, can't leave the house that day. And Maybe that's another Russian thing. This is very culturally edifying, I, I feel like. So she stays at home that day. And as it turns out, every day that summer, because something happens every day. Uh, so like the next day, she wakes up. She gets stressed. She's going to go out and have a good time. She's going to go out and pet some American Eskimo puppies at the park um and she sees that she would put her shirt on inside out and she's like holy shit i can't leave the house bad luck yeah and so she doesn't just turn she, her shirt She should
1: show this to our kid
0: oh yeah yeah he's congenitally incapable of putting his clothes on correctly
1: he always inside does it in. wrong. That's the thing. That's every the time. thing that's confusing is that he always does it wrong. If so it was
0: 50-50, that would make sense.
1: Just figure out. Okay, I. This is my first impulse. Yeah. Let's reverse it. Okay, great. Or I'm dressed correctly. Just put his clothes
0: on, and then take them all off, and turn them around, and put them on again. Yeah. And then he would be right every time. So yeah. So so she decides that she can't leave the house with her shirt on inside out, or she might get it. She might get attacked by a pirate in the park. That's what she says. I'm not. I didn't just make that up. That I was. Know. That is her fear. I know. Um, I know.
1: Rational, if it was a fear of American and basketball.
0: then the next day, once again, she's getting ready to go outside, but then she happens to catch, out of the corner of her eye, there's a astrologer or somebody on TV who's giving out the daily fortunes, and he says that children who are born in the year of the purple rabbit are gonna get beaten on the head today, or Where? they're gonna get abducted by gypsies or whatever the hell, and she's like, oh, I was born in the year of the purple rabbit, and so she doesn't leave the house that day yeah. either. So, she she never she's just shut in. We don't see what her parents are doing about all of this. We don't we don't see them yeah, this frantically. Bad,
1: this is bad. This They're not
0: frantically contacting the pediatric psychiatrist. They shut. So that's the point here is that this is not a story about a superstitious girl. This is the story about Neglect. a mentally ill child with agoraphobia or schizophrenia or something. I mean, she has these weird fixed delusions. It, it this is the spookiest story because it is sort of a creepy depiction of this mentally ill yeah, child who's shut in so anyway the summer ends and so she goes she's going back to school and she's standing in the line at the bus stop and uh she's like oh all these other kids are all rested and tan right and i'm like where where are these russians all go to get tanned <laughs> Did they?"
1: the sun uh, comes out still
0: so the moral <laughs> So the moral of the story is kids on vacation shouldn't waste time on superstition. But that's not a problem that kids have.
1: Maybe it is in Russia. Maybe it is. I I mean, our kid has this stuff. They're just not superstitions that everybody has. But they're superstitions that he's like come
0: up with. Right. And so then there's this last one about uh, this fetid pond in a wasteland. It's described as being in a wasteland.
1: The, the story is called grim Testament about a snotty boy yeah <laughs> I really like the titles <laughs> of these are good', that's,
0: that's a, good that's, that's a good title so there is this this grim green murky scummy pond
1: is it washington dc
0: that is it's the Potomac River <laughs> no it's... it's
1: at 1600 Pennsylvania <clears throat> avenue
0: yeah this yeah this is the sewer leaving the White House after a McDonald binge <laughs> so there's there's a a rumor of a sea monster who lives in there, or a pond monster, I guess, who lives in this pond. Yeah. So these, these three boys are going to catch this thing. They build out of scraps what Masha describes as a float boat. Yeah, the float boat. The float boat. So See, when I
1: think float boat, I think uh, beach week. I think
0: you just think of a boat. You think boat. It's like a they construct a they construct a flying plane.
1: Well, the, it turns out the float boat is a raft.
0: Yeah. So, i like to
1: go down the swamp in a raft with, like, a kegalambic and, uh, I don't know.
0: Make Just make a day out of it. Make an occasion of it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So one of the little boys is clutching onto the first aid kit.
0: Yeah. So one of the boys is, they don't ever use the word, but I guess they're portraying him as a hypochondriac. Ah. Uh, because he's terrified um, that he's going to get sick on this...
1: He's gonna get tetanus. He's gonna
0: get tetanus. He's gonna get dropsy at one point. Oh, roseola. Roseola. All these illnesses he's gonna get. So, um, so he puts on. He puts on a mat. He puts a bubonic plague. He gets. He puts on a mask. He puts on a whole a full body diving suit because of his fear. Yeah. But here's the problem with this story: his fears are completely rational (laughs) because this is a nasty green described as being in a wasteland it's like like, outside of chernobyl i was gonna say
1: are we uh are we having some nuclear business yeah yeah so
0: yeah (laughs) absolutely dude i and and they're all making fun of him masha's like don't be like this little fucking dipshit at the end of the story she's like don't you know don't don't you know a kid like this he's always scared of getting sick he's always sneezing and coughing what a bunch of bullshit. Am I right? Am I right or am I right? But they made they made a float boat out of yep. rusty nails and dirty wood. Yeah. They're in the middle of a scummy pond. They're lucky to all be alive after this.
1: Yeah, they probably all have malaria.
0: Yeah. So the And the, human
1: papillomavirus.
0: They all got HPV out on the pond.
1: They didn't show that As part, you but you they definitely got it.
0: As you do on the, not on the float boat. Out on the float boat. I guess where 90% of people got their HPV. On the float boat. Not on the float boat. The whatever twist of the story is that he does himself all up in the diving suit and mask. And so he looks like a monster. And so the kids are like, "Ah, oh, we found the monster. It's this dorky hypochondriac kid who we're all going to make fun of. Because
1: That's not very nice. That's
0: not Russian enough. He just needs to drink a pint of vodka and he'll be fine.
1: Do the kids drink vodka?
0: Probably. And what's Masha's moral to this story? She's like, eat good food and exercise, and you can't get sick. Mm, She's like, no bacteria. She go to medical school. No bacteria can harm you.
1: Slash, so just like basic biology. If you biology. live right,
0: if you just live right. Okay, we shouldn't the, show.
1: We shouldn't show our kid this one.
0: He, he I watched this with him. I watched this with him.
1: Well, did he pick up on he that? He
0: likes. One? He likes the spooky stories because they're called spooky stories, and he thinks. He, he thinks they're he, scary he, he they're about he as is.
1: scary as the as the disney spooky stories collection that we have where right. they like spookiness is the evil queen from snow white doesn't find butterflies she finds she finds spiders
0: right i mean they're not they're not spooky at all but you know he's one of these kids who likes to believe that he that he likes scary things um, well you he's a watch big,
1: scary a, movies all the time he wants to be like he, you he wants
0: to be like me watching the scary movies um but he cannot hang with any, oh with no anything
1: we we saw um i took him last weekend to see the uh, house with in the clock in the walls yeah which i enjoyed very much you know he's just like turning his face away from the screen and like this is if this is
0: nothing it's not even scary stuff It's any sort of interpersonal conflict He gets very anxious about any sort of conflict whatsoever. Like, someone gets angry at someone else. He's like, oh, is it going to be okay? He's very
1: empathetic. (laughs) He
0: is very empathetic. He cannot handle it. It's good. It is good. It's good, except it's funny because he's like, oh, I like scary stuff. I like spooky stuff. And then, like, someone says the word ghost, and he's like, is there going to be a ghost? It's going to be okay, right? It's not going to be a ghost, is there?
1: Yeah, he hasn't quite figured out that if it's if we're showing it to him, that means it's a children's yeah, film. Yeah, it's
0: like, by by default, this is going to be fine, because we're showing it to you. Since we're probably not going to do a, a full episode on it, let's, let's just talk for a moment about Prince Jai.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Because I can't let it go.
1: All right. It is stuck in your head. It is
0: stuck in my head. I I have not stopped thinking about it since the one episode that I watched.
1: Wow. Of this.
0: It's also available on Netflix.
1: Together we lead. Together we succeed.
0: So it is about a a, a prince. Little boy. Little boy prince. And his friend who I guess is a peasant or something.
1: He's a not prince.
0: He's not a prince. And then the minister... Or some sort of cabinet member is the main villain who's constantly trying to dethrone Prince Jai and take over the kingdom or something to that effect.
1: I mean, I don't want to be cliche and say vizier from Aladdin. It is
0: just like that. So multiple aspects of this are utterly bizarre. So unlike Masha. So Masha was translated from Russian poorly. But slightly poetically... And That's
1: just Russian. A, That's measured, just what happens when you translate Russian to
0: English. It becomes beautiful. It becomes beautiful and odd. Be- Russian is a beautiful a, language. A stream... <laughs> Duh, yeah, it oh. is.
1: It, you need to watch th- the Americans. That
0: I that is not a description of Russian that I've ever heard. It's more. It's guttural. It's like a Slavic. It,
1: no, I don't mean like the way that it sounds. I mean like it's got some really interesting ways of describing things yeah. that are pretty. Right. That are beautiful.
0: Well, I like, mean, maybe this is – you know, there is a – there. Russia has disproportionately many great authors. So maybe the
1: – Booyah.
0: In comparison to their population, they, they, they punch above their weight class in terms of literature. So maybe there's something to that. Uh, but So while Mosh and the Bear was translated sort of uh, – the pacing is concordant. Okay. Whereas – Prince Jai is translated in more of the style of how Japanese movies and anime are translated, which is to say frantically. And the only way that I can explain this to myself is that you can say things in Japanese much quicker than you can say them in English maybe. And so to translate into English and fill that same rough amount of time, you have to to speak ultra accelerated and frantic – or was it this way in Japanese to begin with? So, so as an example So, do they speak like this? Because in every episode of Prince Charming, right? everyone everyone speaks just like this. Oh, Prince Charming! Oh, uh, it was nice to see you today. Oh, let's go to the castle together. So it reminds me of every every anime that I've ever seen, and the reason why I cannot watch anime is because of this phenomena where everyone is hopped up on coke. It seems like all the time. Plus, they they have the other uh, distracting uh, phenomena. Of all anime, which is a constant vocalizations of surprise, fear, hunger—you name it. There's some vocalization for that thing. Yeah. Huh? So, so just to just speak to me, tell me like you just came home. Yeah. You just you came home and you're thinking about dinner. All right. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be a a Japanese anime character. Okay. <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, hi, honey. Oh, How was your hi. day? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice to see you. I got, some, uh, huh? I got some steaks and oh? for dinner. I'm going to make mm. you some mashed potatoes. Ah. Oh, ah! Yeah, are you excited about that? Ooh. Yeah, you sound excited. <laughs> this is what they just... You sound like a half chub in there.
0: <laughs> so mashed potatoes is a full chub. Don't you even worry about it. <laughs> All right, fair enough. But do you know what I'm talking about? How they emote every emotion that goes through their brain.
1: I have At least I don't know if
0: they do this in Japan or not, but they do it in the anime for sure. I have
1: not seen any anime since I took Japanese when I was fifteen. There
0: there is not there's no moments of silence. An anime does not have any moments of contemplative silence. They're they're constantly verbalizing things, vocalizing. Oh oh, oh, oh,
1: I mean you know this is this is the same thing why for example like body Bollywood movies are three hours long.
0: Yeah,
1: it's because it's a regular movie. But then every move, every movie has to have five, six, seven long music videos in it. Right. Which I think is great. I think there should be more. Of yeah, that.
0: but that's yeah by default that is what is expected of a movie. Right. And I, I guess I, so. What I'm curious is if the localization company that does Prince Jai has found other work. It made their name in the business by localizing Japanese anime because yeah. they do it in exactly the same style. Yeah. yeah. Um so the episode that I watched uh is um the Prince Jai has this drone that he's showing off. Right. Which is funny because all of the the the, the artistic depiction looks very rustic. It, I, it looks like it's from the medieval time in in India or something.
1: Prince Jai?
0: Yeah. They're dressed not in modern style like, oh, like oh, oh, oh. No, nothing looks modern except he's got this drone that he's flying around. It's a super powerful drone that can pick up cars, It can pick up anything.
1: As drones do. As drones do,
0: I guess. And then his minister has this plan, which I don't understand, where he goes to this hut in the middle of nowhere and hires this witch who's the Judah Queen. Maybe a thing. I don't know. I don't know. The Judah Queen is going to impersonate some prince, some visiting princess from another land. He puts together this dinner where he invites Prince Jai to come meet this fake princess. She she's gets got
1: a bunch of animals in her hair. She has a bunch. She's of, she's sort of Fran Drescher esque.
0: Yeah, she absolutely is. She, she's got. She, well, she what well, she does? She kidnaps animals. She freezes them into little totems and then sticks them in her hair. Hmm. I, I'm guessing this is a every actual piece of Hindi mythology. It seems like yes. It. She gets exposed for what she is. And then Prince Jai then proceeds to beat the shit out of her. He picks her up with the drone. He terrifies her. He swings her around. I think he drops her from like from five stories up and she smashes into the ground. It's a very weird sequence of violence against women in this children's cartoon. Boo!
1: Exactly. Okay. Off my list. I was excited. I thought I...
0: I, I you watched this with us. I showed I you this episode. I didn't
1: remember this part. <laughs> I,
0: I, I kept looking over at you while this woman was being physically abused because uh, I was sure you were going to blow your top yeah, watching this and yeah. nothing. Nothing. Well,
1: I wasn't really paying attention.
0: Yeah. In final estimation, what do you grade uh, Masha's spooky stories and would you recommend it?
1: I would like to never watch this again. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, Masha and the Bears good i it's probably it's it's probably fine it's probably fine but i um, would have to watch it with like a tinfoil hat on because i just i don't know there's something about it where it's It's so it's like not it's it's not just that it's russian although obviously that's a big part of it but i feel like the translation is like just so a little bit off that i wonder if there's like
0: you think you're Brain being, you believe that you're being brainwashed by Masha and the Bear?
1: I, I don't believe that. I, like intellectually, I know that that's crazy, but that's my excuse for not watching it.
0: <laughs> let Let me posit this. Okay. All right. Posit away. Ma- Masha and the Bear uh, is a lot of the full episodes have been on YouTube. Yeah. It reached a v- extremely high level of YouTube popularity in the years 2014 to 2016 or so. Shortly thereafter, Donald Trump wins the presidency of the United States of America. Yeah. Case closed? Maybe.
1: Yeah. You know who really loves Masha and the Bear? Who watches it at home as a single white male in South Carolina? (laughs)
0: Lindsey Graham? Lindsey Graham.
1: (laughs) He takes his finger and he points at it. (laughs)
0: He
1: goes, Masha! That's my bear! Yeah. Yeah.
0: To Masha and the Bear detractors, he has to say, I have Fucking never been so disgusted yeah, to the bottom of my heart as I am right wait, now wait, hang listening on. to you squirrely motherfucks make fun of Masha and the bear.
1: Does he have a heart?
0: Lindsey he Graham. I have to say that. I, until recently, I kind of like
1: you lindsey were, you were kind of i'm kind you of a lindsey Graham fan yeah he's pretty funny yeah now you got to take it back
0: i i kind of do but no I don't no know. no he's, don't don't he's... don't qualify that <laughs> you take it back <laughs> he's sort of funny he he does he has no good, he's not he has a good sense of humor he is funny he's he's had a lot of funny quips anyway um so i think we're in agreement that this is not good I watch it like you watch a car wreck because I just – I don't know what weird thing she's going to say next and what weird tortured English, what accent she's going to say it in. The whole time I'm watching this, I'm just listening. I'm like, what what accent is she going to have next? What is it going to be? Is it going to sound like English? Is it going to be – so it's like a game that I play while watching this is trying to figure out what the hell – and here's the deeper mystery here. Okay. The voice actress is not credited. She's I, like Carmen San Diego. I really tried to discover this. i did a sure she deep- did deep google foo on this
1: did you flatter moscow
0: the english version i learned this is recorded in florida i can figure out what recording studio it's done in but i could not figure out the name of the actress who does it because i i just want a name so i can sort of get some kind of idea of what the ethnicity or what the nationality is of this person to help (sighs) quell the mystery not available they're not available on imdb not available on the end credits. The end credits does not attribute the actress. Wow. Bizarre. Very bizarre. Anyway, so that's, that's a no.
1: Maybe that's because it's KGB. Yeah. See, I'm not wrong. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, you're
0: wrong, but it's it's interesting to think about.
1: Yeah, I could pretend. Yeah. It could be my excuse for not watching this because I never want to watch this again.
0: So what do you recommend as a spooky little kid story yep. instead of this?
1: Netflix property uh super monsters
0: oh um is that what it's called
1: i don't know it's super monsters it's 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 a daniel tiger-esque thing except you know like social skills like yeah it, it, it is
0: it is super monsters yeah
1: don't um you know be loyal to your friends well describe, bri- describe briefly what, oh, yeah, the, yeah. what the concept so, so is there these little kids show up to preschool but they their parents drop them off at night and the kids turn into monsters and there's a there's a I was about to say a Wolfenstein there's a Frankenstein monster there's a um a werewolf there's a Cleopatra I never, there's I a zombie get the Cleopatra one. Why well, that a, a monster? How is You need another female monster. <laughs> there's a Dracula named Drac, not very exciting. And so it's it's exactly like Daniel Tiger except for they are these monsters and then their parents pick them up in the morning but the parents are always monsters so that i'll admit that part is a little bit confusing but it's for for if your child is into spooky stuff our kid loves skeletons right loves halloween loves this party year if the house could be decorated in halloween stuff all year round he'd be thrilled yeah so, in, an, in a trying to let him he, watch some so, sort of scary property. So, we
0: went to Lowe's. Uh, me and our, uh, our son, our older son and I went to Lowe's the other day. They've got, they've got their Halloween stuff out.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They've got this uh, Zoltan the fortune teller um, prop thing in there.
1: I wish to be big. My,
0: my son pulls me over there. and <clears throat> He's like, I want to get this. I noticed that he can't quite bring himself to actually look at it because he's scared of it. Right. he's like I want this I was like Well, what? Is, what is, take a look at this thing and he like glances at it and he looks away he, I'm like is that scary he's like yes he can't even look at it he wants me to buy it and put it in the house he can't bring himself to look at it Right. he, he then had a complete fucking meltdown when I wouldn't buy this $250 piece of shit to sit out and terrify him um, yeah I think Super Monsters is, is good it is um, uh, it's got Monsters it yeah. is not scary. They are cuddly, friendly monsters, so it's you can't scary
1: enough wink.
0: Well, you can scratch that itch and be like, "Yeah, Bo, what are you watching here, buddy? Some scary vampires or whatever the fuck." It's not scary at all. It's right. you know, it it is mostly like very sort of um, good moral stories of like you said, friendship and togetherness and helping others. It's just a werewolf is helping a Frankenstein's monster. All right, I uh, think we'll shut up shop for tonight. So you can reach us at norcpodcast at gmail.com.
1: Or on Facebook, No-Nork Podcast. Write us about your experience with American Eskimos.
0: Yeah, all your wonderful. Tell us all the wonderful, all, loving, all loving the peaceful moments that you've had cuddling with your American Eskimo dog. They're so white and fluffy. They're just I
1: want to um, hear about your fear of teeth. And Anal glands. Just saying.
0: Uh, the anal glands of an American Eskimo <laughs> dog. It brings back so many memories. They all come flooding back to me all at once.
1: <laughs> flooding is the appropriate term. Yeah. Music is blind love love by. <laughs> What'd
0: you call it? I said
1: blind love love yeah. by Jarris. Yeah, correct. Thanks, Thanks Jarris.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Jarris, whoever you are. Thank you, Jarris, for your. Public domain music. Yeah, Creative <laughs> Commons license for the win! <laughs> Yay! All right, until next time. I'm Brandon. I'm Aaron. Good night. Let's try this with the microphones, just a little bit closer.
1: Just a little bit closer. Yeah. Levels. Levels.
0: Siblets. S- <laughs> Sibilates.
1: Satan is my master. <laughs>